How's it going guys? We have a medium difficulty question for general pathology for step one internal medicine 2CK. Nearly identical question shows up on one of the step one NBME exams. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate it. Give it a like, really appreciate it. Find me on Instagram, melman underscore medical, M-E-H-L-M-A-N underscore medical links down below for me on Telegram, links to the Telegram group and channel down below and I'll start the clip. 30 year old woman, 29 weeks gestation, two day history of back pain, temperature 101 Fahrenheit, physical exam shows costophrenic angle tenderness. A photomicrograph is shown of her condition which the following is most likely to be seen as patient. I'll talk about this image as we move through the question. So let's just hop to the answer choices. Choice A, amniotic fluid embolism, wrong fucking answer. In all fairness, this is a 2CK pass-level diagnosis for OBS-GYN. If you're studying for step one, don't worry about it, okay? But this is going to present basically identical to a pulmonary embolism, except they will tell you the placenta was delivered 30 seconds to two minutes ago, okay? So it's an intrapartum diagnosis. For instance, they'll say uh, two minutes following delivery of the placenta, a woman has uh, acute onset, shortness of breath, tachycardia. Answer is just amniotic fluid embolism. Not hard. You need to know that disseminated intravascular coagulation can occur as a result of amniotic fluid embolism. It's a high yield etiology, okay? So they can tell you bleeding from IV slash catheter sites. Obviously, schistocytes can be seen. So when we talk about DIC, long separate discussion, but it's usually idiopathic sepsis trauma, but two known etiologies going to be the treatment of AML where you have R rods released in the circulation cause DIC as well as amniotic fluid embolism. Point is wrong fucking answer. Choice B endometritis wrong answer. So this is going to be literally inflammation of the endometrium. Now the way this shows up on USMLE is postpartum. Okay. So when you see the word endometritis, this is just synonymous with postpartum endometritis. So they'll tell you a woman had a C-section two days ago. And of course, that's a risk factor for introduction of organisms. So now she's just got lower abdominal tenderness. She's febrile. That's postpartum endometritis. Okay. So I know this is going to sound obvious, but you can't be pregnant if you have endometritis okay so if a woman is pregnant and has what you think sounds like inflammation of the uterus that's going to be chorioamnionitis but if she's not pregnant it's going to be endometritis and finally i don't want to spend too much time on this but a factoid you need to know is that postpartum endometritis is a major risk factor for pelvic septic thrombophobitis okay so you can get infected drain, uh, venous drainage from the endometrium, and that can cause infected clots. Okay, so pelvic septic thrombophlebitis is a sequela of postpartum endometritis. You're gonna treat this with ampicillin, gentamicin, plus or minus quinda. Point is, wrong fucking answer. Choice C, obstructive uropathy, correct answer. Diagnosis, pyelonephritis, and you need to know that Pregnancy is a major risk factor for pilo. Two reasons. Number one, as the answer choice implies, you're going to have compression of the ureter by the third trimester uterus. Okay, so it's an obstructive condition. In addition to progesterone, which slows ureteral peristalsis, those two mechanisms. Tangentially, progesterone also slows biliary peristalsis which can cause biliary sludging and increased risk of cholesterol stones during pregnancy. 
Of course, estrogen upregulates cholesterol synthesis, HMG clay reductase at the same time. But obstructive uropathy can cause pilo. Now, it's also the reason why the fact that progesterone slows ureteri peristalsis, that's also why we treat asymptomatic bacteriuria during pregnancy. But if a woman's not pregnant, we don't have to treat it. Increased risk of pilo during pregnancy, not just from compression of third trimester uterus, but also the slowing of ureteri peristalsis by progesterone. This image is showing us pyelonephritis. Now you say, I don't know what I'm looking at. If you look at the image and we try to, we attempt to guess what's going on here. Pink areas are eosinophilic. Darker blue slash purple areas are basophilic. Okay. Those are the terms that are applied to those colors. So I say, describe this image and you say, no fucking idea. I say, try. You say, okay, there's a lot of pink here. Uh, eosinophilic areas, there might be lumina, these clear areas, and it appears that there are basophilic cells. There's purple cells here. This reflects neutrophilic infiltration. Now this image, although pylo and its ultra high yield for the USMLE, is not specific for pylo in the sense that they could give you prostatitis in an old dude. Show you the same fucking image. And it's very buzzy because you got a lot of purple basophilic cells here, the neutrophilic infiltration, okay? So this image, the general path, big picture concept of when you get a slide and you don't know what you're looking at, but you see a lot of basophilic purple looking cells there, that reflects acute inflammation, okay? So that's pilo. And, and a point I want to make is that costovertebral angle tenderness, CVA, is pathognomonic for pilo, okay? So across step one, step two NBME exams, all over the place, CVA tenderness. But you say, wait, what do you mean by costophrenic angle tenderness? That's like weird, I've never heard that before. I agree with you, okay? However, this shows up in the new NBME question. And just because it's unusual, I Googled it. Literally Google will say, did you mean costovertebral angle tenderness? So. It's an obscure finding. I actually couldn't find anything on pilo with costophrenic angle tenderness, but it's what the NBME has. So I just pointed out that 19 out of 20 times, CVA tenderness is what you're gonna see, but holy shit, there's one question floating around where they say costophrenic angle tenderness, nothing to get confused about, okay? This costophrenic angle is typically applied to chest x-rays where blunting of it can reflect Plural effusions, okay? Now, real quick, through the last answer choices, rupture membranes, ROM, greater than 18 hours, wrong fucking answer. This will refer to uh, a risk factor for chorioamnionitis, okay? So as I said, inflammation of the uterus while you're pregnant, all right? So the chorion of the amnion, the membranes. And there's a lot we can talk about. Um, you should know that for GBS, giving GBS prophylaxis, if the mother's status is unknown, you are going to give intrapartum IV ampicillin or penicillin. If ROM greater than 18 hours, maternal fever 38 or greater, or it's a preterm delivery under 37 weeks. Wrong fucking answer. Finally, salpingitis, wrong fucking answer. So this is inflammation of the fallopian tubes, could refer to pelvic inflammatory disease, PID going to be gonococcus or chlamydia, and they can also tell you cervical uh, cervical motion tenderness, okay? 
that's very buzzy slash pathic mnemonic for PID. A lot we can talk about. You are going to co-treat almost always for the chlamydia and gonorrhea. So you have somebody likes azithromycin or doxy for chlamydia, IV, and that's oral. IM ceftriaxone for gonococcus. You usually co-treat. It's a long fucking discussion. If the patient is septic, where they have e.g. tachycardia, uh, a respiratory rate greater than 20, points to consider. There's one question on one of the OBGYN forms where you can give IV medications. Wrong fucking answer. You know the deal. I'm going to make more content. If you like my stuff, subscribe my channel. And I appreciate your time. That's it.